Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 21 of the book of Acts. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get completely into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. I pray that you open up our eyes to see the truth of your words. Lord, please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Please help us, guide us, and direct us through every aspect of our lives, Lord. And Holy Spirit, please show us the truth, help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Cos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed on to Syria. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was to unload the cargo. Finding the disciples there, we stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. But when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us out of the city. And there on the beach, we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Poltimus, where we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Mason, where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 1 through 6, they found the disciples in Tyre and stayed with them for a week. These disciples urged Paul not to go to Jerusalem, but he knew that he had to go. Just like we saw from our Bible study last week, the Holy Spirit had been guiding him to go to Jerusalem, and he knew that he had to stay faithful and complete his task no matter what happened. 
And when they left to continue on their way, all the disciples, their wives, and their children went with them out of the city and knelt to pray on the beach. And prayer is so powerful and it's so important to pray to God every single day. And when you're praying in numbers with all of these people praying, that just helps so much more. But this is just a good example of the fact that we need to pray and pray with others, even whenever we know that the situation that we're facing or we're about to face may not go in our favor. Paul was guided by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem, and the disciples knew that he was going to face hardships in Jerusalem. That's why they urged him not to leave. But Paul had to stay faithful, so they prayed and all stayed faithful and obedient to the Lord. So then in verses 10 through 16, in verses 10 through 11, we see that a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea to Caesarea where Paul was, and he took Paul's belt and showed him how the Jews of Jerusalem will bind him up and hand him over to the Gentiles. And then in verse 12, whenever Luke and the other people that were with Paul heard this, they pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. But Paul asked him why they were weeping and breaking his heart because he was ready to be bound and to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And like we saw in the other Bible studies that we've been doing on the book of Acts, Paul was fully submitted to finishing the task the Lord has given him and he wasn't going to let anything stop him. We saw in our Bible study from chapter 9 of the book of Acts that Paul went from being full of hate and leading Christians to their death to loving Jesus and being fully submitted to the will of God the Father. In chapter 9 of the book of Acts, in verses 1 through 2, Saul, which later we know his name was Paul, he went to the high priest and asked for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found anyone who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And we know that the way is Jesus Christ and the people that are followers of Jesus Christ, he wanted them to go to prison. And then also in chapter 9 of the book of Acts, we see that while he was on his way to Damascus, a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and Jesus came to him and he ended up being blind for three days. And the Lord told Ananias that, Paul would be his chosen instrument to carry his name before the Gentiles and the people of Israel, and that he would show Paul how much he must suffer for his name. So Ananias went to the house where Saul, which is Paul, was at, and placed his hands on him, and immediately he was able to see again, he received the Holy Spirit, and he got up and was baptized. And then after that, we see all throughout the book of Acts where Paul had been preaching in synagogues and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and testifying about Jesus. And Jesus had to suffer so much for us to forgive us of our sins. He died on the cross and was severely beaten and hated by the Jews. And we as Christians, we as believers of Jesus Christ are going to also have to suffer for his name. But we also know, just like Paul knew here, that it's worth the suffering because Jesus has given us the gift of eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father. And we know that our true home is in heaven and this world is just our temporary home. 
So I'm going to continue reading at verse 17. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers received us warmly. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the elders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Then they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. They have been informed that you teach all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to our customs. What shall we do? They will certainly hear that you have come, so do what we tell you. There are four men with us who have made a vow. Take these men, join in their purification rites, and pay their expenses, so that they can have their heads shaved. Then everybody will know that there is no truth in these reports about you, but that you yourself are living in obedience to the law. As for the Gentile believers, we have written to them our decision that they should abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. The next day, Paul took the men and purified himself along with them. Then he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the days of purification would end and the offering would be made for each of them. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 19 through 20, Paul had told James and the elders what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. All of the amazing things and the wonderful things that we've seen in our past Bible studies in the book of Acts where many of the Gentiles believed and how Paul and the others preached to the Gentiles and just all of the things that God had done among the Gentiles. And when James and the elders heard this, they praised God. And then they told Paul that many thousands of the Jews that have believed had been informed that he teaches the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses and telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to the customs. And these Jews took the law very seriously. So James and the elders told Paul that there were four men who made a vow and that he should take them and join in their purification rites so that they can have their heads shaved. And this would show that he lives in obedience to the law. And then in verse 25, they said, For the Gentile believers, they had written them that they should abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality which we know from our Bible study in chapter 15 of the book of Acts, that the council at Jerusalem had sent a letter to the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Silica, telling them to abstain from these same things. So they didn't think that the Gentiles had to circumcise or be a part of that law and that they only needed to abstain from the things that were mentioned in the verses above. Then in verse 26, Paul had took the men and purified himself along with them the next day, and then he went to the temple to give a date of when the days of purification would end. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 27. When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Men of Israel, help us! This is the man who teaches men everywhere against our people and our law in this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple area and defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, in the city with Paul and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple area. 
The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops that the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw the commanders and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked who he was and what he had done. Some of the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great, he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, away with him. So those are all the verses that I'm going to be reading here in chapter 21 of the book of Acts. The last few verses of this chapter I'm going to read when we do our Bible study next week on chapter 22 because they go hand in hand with the verses from the beginning of chapter 22. But I'm going to discuss all of these verses here that I just read. So in verse 27, we see that some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple and they stirred up the whole crowd. And they seized Paul. And in verse 30, the whole city was just in an uproar. And they came running from all directions, seizing Paul and dragged him from the temple. And verses 31 through 32, while these people were trying to kill Paul, the commander of the Roman troops found out. And he took some officers and soldiers and ran down to this crowd. And then the rioters stopped beating Paul whenever they saw the commander and his soldiers. These Jews in this crowd were so caught up in the chaos. Half of them didn't even know why they were trying to kill Paul. They were full of evil and corruption and only saw what they thought was bad instead of all the good that Paul had done on his journey. They had seized him because they said that he taught people everywhere against their law and against the temple, and that he brought Greeks to the temple to defile the holy place. They were blinded by their evil and corrupt thoughts, and they weren't even wanting to know the truth or all of the good that God had done through Paul. In verses 33 through 36, we see that the commander arrested Paul and ordered him to be bound with two chains. And he asked Paul what he had done and who he was. And then he ordered for him to be taken to the barracks because some people were shouting one thing and some people were shouting another thing and he couldn't get the truth because of all of the chaos and the violence of this mob was so crazy that Paul had to be carried by the soldiers once he reached the steps. So this concludes our Bible study for chapter 21 of the book of Acts. Next week, we're going to go into chapter 22, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys!